0: we've spent a lot of time this offseason talking about the past. Well, as one rookie class graduates to sophomores and another rookie class prepares to enter the NBA, it's time to start talking about the future and what is in store for the Magic this offseason. It's time for Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando magic podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is April 28th, 2023. My name is Philip ross I'm the expert in site editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. You can follow me on Twitter at underscore omd On today's episode of Locked On Magic, we're going to start looking ahead to the future for this team. We're going to look at what options the Magic have available to them, what they need to get in free agency, some of the rumors that are already starting to to, to churn very slowly We'll talk about what to expect from the Magic this offseason, plus we'll dive a little bit deeper into the draft. We've been doing some light touches on daily spins. We'll do our daily spin and talk a little bit about the Magic's draft options and potential draft strategy, as well as look at the playoffs as well with the Boston Celtics defeating the Atlanta Hawks uh, to set the Eastern Conference Semifinals, the Eastern Conference Final Four. We'll get to all that coming up here in just a minute, but first we want to thank you for making Lockdown Magic part of your day every day, no matter when you listen to us, whether it's first thing in the morning, whether it's right when we upload we truly appreciate you. Remember, there's a great Locked On podcast covering every single team in the NBA. Just search for Locked On and the team you're looking for, the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. We've obviously spent a good amount of time this week celebrating a, a huge milestone for the Orlando Magic. Paolo Bancaro being named Rookie of the Year. It, yes, there have been great rookies in Magic history. Shaq won Rookie of the Year. Mike Miller won Rookie of the Year. Penny Hardaway was an all-rookie first-teamer and very nearly Rookie of the Year his his year in in 1993. Um, Dwight Howard was very nearly Rookie of the Year when he was a rookie as well. Victor Oladipo probably should have won Rookie of the Year. The Magic have won this award plenty of times, but this felt different um, in in, in a lot of ways. Um, This whole, quite frankly... This whole franchise feels different there's a different energy and a different aura about this group and about what this team appears to be building and and, and that's that's obviously really exciting um you know it, you, you could feel it everywhere you go anyone who talks about this team sees the potential of what this group can do and, and it does go back to Paolo Bancaro. Why we named Paolo Bancaro our season MVP on Orlando Magic Daily is because regardless of what his stats are, he has changed this team's outlook. He is the most important player on the team. He may not be the best player on the team yet, but everyone understands and recognizes that it's not going to be long before he is. And winning Rookie of the Year and winning it as decisively as he did, is certainly a sign of what he's going to be able to do. And and that brings clarity to what comes next. Yes, the Magic improved by 12 wins, but a 34-win team is not a team that can simply rest on its laurels. Yes, this is a young team, and so I do think they have to be a little bit careful. They do have to think and understand, okay, we've got this young group, we can't spoil it. We could still give them the chance to grow, but we also have to make sure we put everyone in a position to succeed. We have to make sure that we are giving the role players, the supporting players, that the the infrastructure, essentially, for this team to succeed. And, and, you know, one thing that I think anyone who's followed this team, they have to be able to, they have to be able to agree on this. You can disagree with a lot of things Jeff Weltman has done, um, but... This Magic team has built a really solid infrastructure for players to improve. Jamal Mosley is a coach that gets buy-in from everybody. The togetherness is, it's not a fake thing. It's not that, just that everybody's friends. It's they all believe in what this team is going to be. In. And, and that's the start of everything. It's having the Advent Health Training Center, which was something that was cooked up very early on in Jeff Weltman's uh, tenure as, as, as essentially the Magic could put more into basketball operations than they have in their entire history under Jeff Weltman. And, and by all accounts, that was a thing that was discussed and negotiated for when they hired him, was he wanted the commitment to to build this kind of thing. And the Amway Center is great, still state-of-the-art, but the Training Center is a real game changer for this team. Having said that, you know, there are mistakes made, Um, you know, whether it, it, I, I don't want to say mistake. That's that's not the right word. But there have been there have been uh, things that have needed some course correction. And and you know the Magic hiring their third uh, head trainer essentially, their herd director of performance uh, in Weltman's tenure. A guy a guy who is a traditional NBA guy. This, this news kind of slipped under the radar our, radar for us. We never really talked about because I, I don't really know what to say. I don't have a take about it. You, I just don't know what. A lot of these guys do. I, I view injuries as random. Um, but the Magic have gone back to the well. They've, they've gone kind of outside the box with some of their athletic, with some of their uh, p- director of performance, performance like head trainers. Now they're going to someone that's been in the NBA, uh, a longtime NBA trainer with the Pistons, joining the joining the Orlando Magic. And, and we'll see if that does anything on the injury front. But, uh, you know, Jeff Waltman said it on Wednesday when the Magic celebrated Palo Bancaro, to be successful in this league, you need two things. You need health and togetherness. The Magic have that togetherness part down at this point. This team believes in what they're doing. They need the health part, obviously. But look, this is still a 34-win team. This is still a team that has to be able to grow and has to continue to get better. And that's not a sure thing. And it's not a sure thing coming from this roster on its own. I I, I believe in a lot of the guys on this team and and, and we'll get to some of it uh, in, in the next segment. But this team does need to add. This team is not a complete picture. And while yes... a a huge piece of the magic getting better of the magic leveling up one more time is going to be what we talked about on yesterday's show, Paolo Bancaro taking another step forward. It's going to be, uh, it's going to be Franz Wagner taking another step forward. Wendell Carter getting better. Markel Fultz getting better. Cole Anthony getting better. All these guys, Jalen Suggs, all these guys are young enough that they're not at their peaks yet. They're going to get better. and, and, the really tricky thing that Jeff Weltman has to do this offseason is assess which of these guys is going to take that leap and giving them the space to do so while also sort of gambling or hedging his bet on who's not and providing the team with someone, with a player, that's going to set the table for them. The, The Paolo Bancaro probably somewhat to Jeff Weltman's chagrin, um, but maybe he likes the bravado and and likes the, the boldness of it, even if he's not willing to say it himself, Paolo Bancaro set the mission statement for the season on Wednesday afternoon. We'll talk more about it next week, but Paolo Bancaro said unequivocally and clearly what next season is about. The Magic are on a group text. Uh, to, to be a fly on the wall in some of those group texts, you know, Eddie House certainly wishes he he were. But everyone is watching the playoffs. Why why are we talking about the playoffs every day? Not just because we're basketball fans and it's it's the story of the season. But we talk about the playoffs and we think about playoff lessons because we want to learn and understand what it's going to take for this team to succeed. And, and, and these players are fans, too, but they want to have that education, too. And so they're watching these playoffs and eager to try it. And that's why Paolo Bancaro said next year's playoffs are bust. This team has supreme belief in each other. They know how close they were. A 5-20 and 20 start. If Markel Fultz doesn't break his toe... Personally, I think that was ultimately beneficial for the team. It put Franz Wagner and Paolo Bancaro in point guard situations, put them in really uncomfortable spots, made them grow and develop skills that they probably wouldn't have developed otherwise. But yeah, if Markel Fultz doesn't break his toe right before training camp, the Magic probably make the play-in tournament. I I do think Markel Fultz would have turned three of those games early in the season when the Magic were just losing every close game they were in. That's the truth of it they know how close they are. But now it's about finding the right guys. Now it's about finding the right way to push this team forward. And so we'll talk a little bit about the strategy the Magic are likely to take and what they're likely to do coming up here. But first, it's time for Nissan's most electric player of the week. It's brought to you by the all-new, all-electric 2023 Nissan Aria. Now, there's a couple ways we could go with this. Um, we've done the history player with Nick Anderson winning it early in the week. We've obviously honored Paolo Caro. I, I, I can't give this to anyone besides this guy. And you can hate me, send me all your hate mail. Our Nissan Player of the Week is our biggest rival. A guy who did exactly what he's been doing in the playoffs to the Orlando Magic this season. Orlando was just lucky to get one on him. Our Nissan Most Electric Player of the Week is Jimmy Butler. Uh, it it goes without saying Orlando can looked at can look at what happened to Milwaukee in Game Five of their series and say, yeah, the matter is Jimmy Butler is just brilliantly fierce, just completely a tour de force, taking what taking any gap you give him and willing his team to victory. He is the kind of player that you want and need in a playoff situation. And yes, it sucks that he's on the Miami Heat, our biggest rival. But you have to tip your cap tip your cap to Jimmy Butler and the job that he did leading the Miami Heat after they struggled so much this season to the second round of the playoffs in a really fun matchup with the New York Knicks. I am expecting some 1990s basketball in that one, baby. I am excited. Jeff Van Gundy, get your best suit on. Grab a hold Alonzo Morning's ankle. Let's get it going. The 2023 Nissan Aria packs pin you to your seat. Power, just like Jimmy Butler does, and premium intelligence, just like Jimmy Butler does, all in one EV. The all-new, all-electric 2023 Nissan Aria. The EV for people who love to drive. Shop now at NissanUSA.com. Today's podcast, also brought to you by our... If my copy will load, I can tell you. Today's podcast also brought to you by our friends at you know, where, where'd it go? I I'm 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 off I'm off face at BetterHelp, the show sponsored by BetterHelp. There you go. We've all been in those moments, like when we're watching the Miami Heat sneak into the playoffs as the eight seed and advance to the second round and just show everyone why they are probably the best franchise in the entire NBA. It, it's tough for a Magic fan to deal with that. But if you're dealing with that problem or even more serious problems in your life, getting to know yourself really can be a lifelong process, especially because we're always growing and changing. BetterHelp helps you find everything or helps you find what you need to get through life and answer all these questions. It's about deepening your self-awareness and understanding because sometimes we don't know what we want or why we react the way we do until we talk through things. BetterHelp connects you with a licensed therapist who can take you on that journey of self-discovery from wherever you are. I, for one, have benefited from therapy in several moments in my life when I've been making big decisions, when I'm dealing with life changes. It's really helped me kind of clarify the issues in my life and find constructive ways to, to deal with the pressure, to deal with change, to deal with anything going on. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. Discover your potential with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOnNBA today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash LockedOnNBA. So, the Orlando Magic are in this really fun spot to, to to figure out their future. They've got, by my count, around 25 million dollars of cap room. That's assuming they keep Jonathan Isaac, they keep Markel Fultz, and they keep uh, uh, Gary Harris. All three have non-guarantee, at least non-guarantees on, on next season. So, they got those big decisions. If they let any of those guys go. Their cap room jumps up into the mid-30s. So, you know, if they will, they have the capability of doing so. I don't, I don't think they will. I think they're gonna settle in at that $23 million number. And honestly, I am not expecting them to use it all. I think Orlando is gonna to look to keep some financial flexibility. They're gonna plan, plan for a Cole Anthony extension. They're gonna plan for a Markel Fultz extension. So I'd expect them of that, you know, 23 to 25 million that they have open, they'll probably spend about half of it. I think they'll look for a free agent. You know, a free agent that they'll spend maybe $12, $15 million on, and another that they may spend five on a short one or two year deal, something that's gonna give them some mobility to get in and out of contracts as things pop up. The way, don't think that that's necessarily a bad thing. The Magic still have a lot of financial flexibility. A lot of their players should continue to get better. Um, So as long as they don't overpay on any extensions or really on any contracts, they should be in really good shape. Um, at the end of the day, if you're looking at the at the, the the outlook for trades and, and for this team, what you really want is to be in position to make the big trade. Like I, I've argued with a lot of people, there's people who I talk to who say Magic should give up on Jonathan Isaac. We certainly talked a little bit about it, uh, of the Magic letting Jonathan Isaac go and, and taking back that $17 million. But I, I would argue, and this is honestly my argue for, argument for keeping Cole Anthony, extending Cole Anthony. You need this salary slot. They say million dollar player, but he, uh, his contract is structured so it's beneficial to a team that say, "Hey, you're looking to get out of cap hell. You're looking to move to move some money. Here's Jonathan Isaac. You can cut him in the offseason for free. Get he doesn't count against your books. But he's seventeen million dollars that you can give us that we can take. Uh, that that you that will no longer be on your salary books for next year and hopefully help you avoid the luxury tax. Again, I always hate." looking thinking of players as assets but that's what the NBA does to you that's that's part of this conversation so the magic have a lot of options there um and, and i would expect them to spend something in free agency the 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 NBA free agency rumor mill now that some teams are starting to get eliminated is starting to churn very very slowly um we did get a it's it's almost worth not it's almost not worth mentioning, but I mentioned it because it is part of a bigger piece of the puzzle here for the Magic. Uh, Sean Devaney of Heavy, check out his book. Uh, I think it's twelve games that that explain the NBA. Um, it, it really, really, really good read, especially if you don't know much about NBA history. Um, Sean Devaney of Heavy uh, reported uh, or spoke to an Eastern Conference executive who, at least. Predicted or, or or said offhand that he thinks the Magic could chase after Peyton Pritchard. I, that rumor went around Magic Twitter, didn't get much of a response, and, and frankly, it doesn't deserve much of a response to be perfectly honest. Pritchard is due three million dollars next year. It's a team option. He's not playing for the Celtics right now. Not much of an owner, but he is a really good three-point shooter. You know, I think he's forty percent on the button, um, three-point shooter he would be a really valuable shooter for Orlando. Now, what else does he do? That's a fair question to ask. Um, And his salary is so low that really the only trade I can think of is the Magic giving up the 36th pick, their second round pick to get him, or the Magic trading a player that they aren't using in the same way that the Celtics aren't using Peyton Pritchard and like Chuma Okk. I'd want something more. I think Chuma is a better player than Pritchard at this point. Honestly, I'd rather stick with Chuma. So... Again, when I do rumors, I don't really care about the rumor itself. I care about what the rumor says. And to me, what this rumor says is where the Magic are going to spend their free agent money is on shooting. Look at every rumor. Look Again, obviously the Magic need shooting. They were 26th in the league in three-point field goal percentage. They were or 26 23rd. They were, the, they were in the bottom 10 in three-point field goal percentage. They were second to last 27th or 26th in three-point attempts per game, a big part of the Magic's offense improving is increasing their volume of three-point shooting. And, you know, you go through the numbers for the Magic. Yes, they weren't a great three-point shooting team, but as the season closed, you know, Paolo was shooting better from three. He got to, like, 36% after the All-Star break. Jalen Suggs was around 36% after the All-Star break. Cole Anthony was at like 41 42% after the All-Star break. Gary Harris shot 40% for the year. Cole Anthony had his most efficient shooting season of his career. So he had a... Cole Anthony had a really, really good year. That, that, that just bears repeating how good Cole Anthony was this year and how much he embraced uh, his role and really, really thrived in it, especially late in the season. But the Magic needs shooting. And, and every rumor that we've discussed, every rumor that's been explored comes back to the Magic needing shooting. Whether it was before the season, late in the offseason when everyone believed the Magic would be a team that chases after Jordan Poole in free agency this summer. Jordan Poole ended up signing an extension, so he is not a free agent anymore. It, that, that was about shooting. Uh, when we got to the trade deadline and the Magic were being linked to Fred Van Vliet or Gary Trent Jr., they might still be linked to them as they both enter free agency. That's about shooting. Uh, Ira Winderman of the South Florida Sun-Sentinel, uh, the, the preeminent Heat writer in, in, in the league, noted that the Magic and Heat nearly completed a trade on draft night where the Magic would trade Terrence Ross for Duncan Robinson uh, and the pick that became Nikola Jovich. Knowing how much the Magic value, uh, value uh, their cap flexibility, I am still very. I'm personally skeptical that that was ever close on the magic end. The Heat have been trying to get rid of Duncan Robinson and get out from under his contract. He's got three years left, at I believe like eighty-five million dollars. It's an insane amount. Um, they didn't play him this year. They were kind of over him. He didn't. You know, he's still a great shooter, uh, but his defense just really left something to be desired. And I, I don't see the magic committing themselves to that much money. And again, that's the same if they go after Gary Trent. That's the same if they go after Fred, that's why I don't think they're going after Fred Van Bleed. I think they want to keep some financial flexibility right now. But again, that's about shooting. So, you know, the, to me, the, the 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 key for the magic this year, because their roster is already pre full, the key to the magic this year is not necessarily going after skill. Like they need shooting. I I agree with that. Like, like, I think it's fair to say there's enough smoke saying that the Magic are going to target shooters that they're going to find they're going to try and find a shooter somewhere. Um, it's obvious that's a skill they need, and and it's not just a shooter. They need a volume shooter. They need someone that's going to take five six threes a game. Um, like my problem with Gary Harris is he doesn't shoot enough. Four and a half three point attempts per game for a guy who's shooting 40%. They need to find ways to get him more shots. Get him up to six, seven attempts per game. That's what Gary Trent Jr. is doing. That's what Fred VanVleet's doing. That's what the Magic need. They need a three-point shooting specialist who's going to shoot 36, 37% from three, take six, seven, make three or four every single night. That's what they need. That's going to create the gravity that they need. Again, to me, the problem with the Magic's three-point shooting isn't necessarily the percentage, because I think they'll get that percentage up as they improve. It's the volume. They don't shoot enough. Um, and again, I think this team found the right balance. Uh 30 attempts per game, around 31 attempts per game was probably the right number. And they gotta make more of them, but with the number of threes they give up, they gotta get that they gotta get the attempts and the makes up to keep up. That that's 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 the bottom line. So yes. Shooting's gonna matter. I, I would say my goal on draft night uh doesn't matter if it's by trade or in the draft, it doesn't matter if it's Grady Dick or Keontae George or Jordan Hawkins. They need to get shooting. They need to come out of draft night with shooting. Um I, I don't care where it comes from. They can make a trade. They could trade eleven or they could trade six to get a, a veteran shooter. They need shooting. But the other but but generally for me, what the magic need to do this offseason it's not about necessarily that skill. Again, that skill's important. It's about shoring up depth. It's about having a bench rotation that you can really rely on, that doesn't have holes, that, that, that has reliable players. And, and I think, you know, again, where the Magic struggle and where a lot of bad teams struggle is their bench just isn't good enough. They're, they're gambling on young players to perform in limited roles and those minutes kill you, you know. Caleb Houston got plenty of great experience this 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 season, um, but he struggled. Um, you know, again, the Magic just had a lot of guys, especially on that second unit, that struggled. And so, to me, what the general goal is is you know, if adding two, three players here in free agency in the draft is adding quality depth. You know, that and a backup center. Shooting, depth, and backup center. Those are my three needs for the Orlando Magic. And again, obviously, they have the wherewithal to get it done. Now, there's going to be a roster crunch here. Um, you know, the Magic do have a lot of non guaranteed deals, but there are a lot of limited roster spaces. And so you do have to wonder if a trade is in the works or if the, a trade is possible. I, I am a little hesitant to let Gary Harris go. But he is obviously, I think, the most tradable player on the team, or the most the te- the player the Magic are most willing to give up right now. Um, he's got a salary that can get them something substantial in return. Uh, his his departure would free up Jalen Suggs to start, and so if they feel comfortable that Jalen Suggs is ready to start at the two guard, they'll go for it. And 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 you know Suggs, there are at least some hints that that might be a better option. The Magic had a better on a better net rating with Suggs with the starters. Than Harris, but again, it was limited minutes—about 58 minutes, but almost not even 60 minutes together. But it was plus 11 net ratings, so th- there, it, there, there might be something there. But again, it's about adding that depth. That stuff's important. We'll talk about some options in the NBA draft to our daily spin, plus the Celtics defeating the Hawks coming up here in just a moment. Time for a quick word from our friends at eBay Motors for a championship team. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when The right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay, guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers, eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Let's wrap the show up with a little talk about the Orlando Magic's draft strategy. And obviously, that's difficult to decipher right now because we don't know where the pick's gonna land. We're gonna do a, we're gonna do our daily spin here in a minute, but um it's where the magic lands gonna determine what kind of off-season they have. You know, I said it yesterday, you get the number one pick, you're taking one Banyama, you figure out the details later. Talent wins out there, and, and I think at the end of the day. The magic are still approaching the draft from a talent collection uh, uh mode. They need to add players, they need to add, you know, improvements everywhere. They need to just they just need to get better. Um, you know, they need better skill work, obviously, but better talent doesn't hurt either. So, you know, they need a lot of things. Like I said, to me the issue is general depth. I think they're pretty set at guard, but another biggish wing. Uh, a shooter, obviously, and then a backup center. Those are my three big needs for the Orlando Magic this off season. Um, when we get to it, though, the the Magic on draft night, to me, they got to come away with a shooter one way or another. Um, I, I'd like to have that secured on draft night, um, you know, because then you can add another one later on, later on down the road. But how this draft pans out and what the Magic focus on, it is really tricky. And again. You're not gonna know until you see how the lottery plays out. So l- let's play a scenario here. Our daily spin today: Indiana wins the lottery. Portland goes second, Orlando third, Dallas four. Uh, so Orlando will have the third and eleventh pick. And in this scenario, Portland's probably taking Brandon Miller at two. Um, they got Jeremy Grant, guy that that's kind of been fished around in some trade rumors already. They've they've they're heavily invested, obviously, in Damian Lillard and Anthony Simon. So I, I don't think Scoot Henderson is their guy. Indiana's obviously taking Victor Wembanyama. You got the number one pick, you're taking Wimbun-Yama. Um And so, in this scenario, Orlando is left, I think, with one of the ideal fits in Scoot Henderson. Um, yes, that does leave some questions at guard. You know, it, he 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 probably doesn't start immediately because you have Markel Fultz, uh, you have Cole Anthony off the bench, you bring Scoot off the bench with him, you have Jalen Suggs maybe sliding into the starting lineup. Gary Harris becomes a little extraneous, but you find a way to make it work because those three guys are your top guys. The next guy after him is, is Amen and Nasar Thompson, and Cam Cam Whitmore are kind of the next tier. Um, that's kind of where you go. So, you know, I do think Scoot is potentially a really good fit. Gives them a really good off the dribble Um Didn't didn't have a great season with G League Ignite, um, but again, I, I think he'll ultimately be fine. Uh, you, you watched him play again. You know, he was he was injured a good chunk of the year definitely slowed him down. So I think I, I think you know get a, a scenario like this works out really well for the magic where they get a scoot Henderson that doesn't necessarily fill a need, but it adds talent to the roster. And, and to me, that puts the pressure on 11 to get 11 really right in the same way that hey, you got Jalen Suggs, you weren't expecting to get him, but you get Jalen Suggs, make sure you get that second pick right. make sure you get that one sure thing. And honestly, if the magic didn't get Jalen Suggs at five, at five that year, they probably you know like I remember when we talked about that draft I was like get one sure thing and one t- and take one swing and I think a lot of us thought Jalen Suggs was the sure thing, um, but it turns out Franz Wagner was the sure thing. Franz Wagner was the safe pick. And so if I'm Orlando at eleven, Jordan Hawkins I think is my guy. Um, if I'm taking Scoot at three, I think I take Hawkins at eleven, um, even if that's a bit of a reach. I've seen Hawkins' name climb up some boards, but he's still in like the the fifth in the te- in the late teens. Um, sometimes in the twenties, Hawkins to me is an NBA player. Um, UConn runs an NBA offense. He's get he's really good at getting shots on the move. He fits exactly what the Magic need. Uh, you know, there there's probably very few scenarios where I'm saying don't take Hawkins at eleven. Like, if you're at six, I'm fine with taking a Jairus Walker. I'm fine if Cam Whitmore drops there, taking Cam Whitmore. I'm fine taking, um, you know, taking Taylor Hendricks. Um, you know, I'm fine. If Grady Dick's there, take Grady Dick, and and, and then we'll we're, we'll figure out what we want to do with eleven. Um, there's a South Carolina kid. I'm I'm still kind of learning the options there, but even then, why not take Dick and why not take Grady Dick and, and Jordan Hawkins? But again, you, you get what I'm trying to like. I guess over these last thirty-two minutes now, is the Magic have options? Like, it's hard to map this out because the Magic can can do anything. Um, you know they could trade they could package these two picks this this isn't a super enamoring draft they could package these two picks and get a veteran get a real veteran you know maybe a borderline all-star veteran that can help them really succeed this year um you know i've been trading you know when we start the mock, the, the locked on mock draft you know i'll talk a little bit about what i'm thinking and 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 maybe reveal some of the trades and ideas that that i'm encountering but you know but we're, I'm, I'm already seeing some stuff where people ask me, like, hey, what would the Magic trade to get to three? And, and honestly, like, I tell them, like, you know, honestly, yeah, getting up to three would be great, but this team wants to win now. Like, they'll take a rookie if that's what's there, and and, and certainly they're not going to say no to a really talented player, but I don't see them trying to package their two picks to move up unless it's, like, for someone specifically they really want. Um I see them trying to get veterans. If anything, I see the Magic trying to trade out. And like everything they do, it goes back to the mission statement of the year. It's playoffs or bust. Um, I think that's a little harsh. I don't think that's how the front office is going to judge next season. But certainly, we all believe the Magic need to make the postseason next year. We don't want to be back in the lottery ringer. We want to be competing for a play-in spot at minimum... And at most, be thinking about how we're going to win a seven-game series. That's the clear goal for everyone on this roster. And how the Magic structure this offseason, and you know, maybe Jeff Weltman isn't thinking quite like that or thinking with the urgency that the players are, but everything about this offseason is about getting there. That's the truth. And obviously, there's a lot of ways the team can get there. I think that's probably going to wrap me up for today. Um, Celtics beat the Hawks. Uh, you know, Boston finally made some plays down the stretch to, to, to silence Atlanta. Um, really, really fun game. It's going to be a really fun series as Boston takes on Philadelphia. Um, Miami-New York is going to be a, great, a really fun series. Real, again, 90s throwback series, both because of the teams playing and the styles that are going to be out there. Um, going to be a lot of fun. Second round of the playoffs, to me, is always like where the playoffs will really begin and really start to get fun. So I, I'm really excited to see them play. But we still got some series to end. Over the weekend, so we will talk plenty more NBA playoffs. We've got some playoff lessons coming next week, plus our player evaluations will begin as well. But that's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. Of course, find me on Twitter at philiprr_omd. Subscribe to the podcast, and Apple Podcasts, Hit your tune, TuneIn, Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, and all other places and all podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. So latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out OrlandoMagicDaily.com. You can find us there on Twitter at oMagicDaily. We want to thank you again for making Locked On Magic part of your day. Every day, if you're one of our everyday listeners, we truly appreciate you tuning in every single day. Apologies for repeating stuff. We try to make sure that everybody is included, uh, not including those who don't listen every day, but we do appreciate our everyday club. Thank you, guys. Uh, It's been a fantastic week with Paolo Bencaro getting named Rookie of the Year. Uh, Just a really, really great accomplishment for him, And, and obviously the franchise is super pumped, as they should be. they got a bright future ahead. We're going to continue doing some season recap and start looking ahead to the NBA draft. I will have a mock draft up on OrlandoMagicDaily.com on Friday, if not Friday, then Saturday. Stay tuned and look ahead to that. But until then, for Orlando Magic Daily and Locked on Magic, this has been Philip Ross with Mike. We'll see you all again next time for another episode. (laughs)